this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, this is Sparky, and welcome back to the Pie Boy Podcast. So, just thinking about the stories and where I'm at in, the, in my story and in telling this story, I'm about getting close to the end of part one, about a hundred pages into this, like half of my life. And I've been thinking about how my life is broken into parts or maybe lives or something. And I feel like I'm, I'm on my fourth life. So like this part of the book is my first life. So from birth to like 18 and then my second life would be when I went to college and then my third life was after college and my four, like kind of the transition from college to somewhat real life. And then part four is becoming a dad my fourth life or something. I don't know. That's some deep stuff, some astrological stuff that I can't remember where I was inspired by that and that thinking, but yeah, it's, I'm almost at the end of telling this part one. I haven't told every story. There's no way I could tell every story I want to, but I tell myself I can't do that. It's just not possible, but it's also, I don't need to nor do I have to? And people should, shouldn't expect that, but some stories that just, I don't know, they're just my stories that maybe I'll tell, maybe I'll just think about. But this last part, the point is, the last part of part one has been pretty difficult because it's a big transition in my life and it's a a traumatic time a lot of these more of these stories could be leaning in the traumatic trauma part of this trauma and grace balancing act of a story that I'm telling you and it's been hard to write this stuff it's been hard to tell these stories but I feel like I have to I feel like I have to transcend I feel like I have to speak up and share stories like this and maybe I can help somebody um, that's what I keep hearing what I keep telling myself what I want to believe have faith in so today uh, talking about bullies and not just kids uh, or other people your age Older kids, teachers, adults, different people. And this part of the story, I feel it's two parts, but it's two different chapters. So with this trauma from bullies, there was also a time when I was going to counseling. And I have gotten a counseling man more than this time in my life. And back then it was kind of traumatic and because... I felt like it meant something was wrong with me and kind of things were, there was wrong things happening, but it doesn't mean there was anything wrong with me, but I took it very personal because there, it was hard to, 
And I say this in the story today. It's hard to deal with trauma when you're in the middle of trauma, just like right now in the world with COVID. And it's hard to write this story right now. I'm in a good, I have the space to do it, but the space in which this story lives is rough. And I'm much stronger dealing with it now, but it's taken a long time. And I think everybody feels bullied or put down at some point, but I was really sensitive when I was in grade school just because of my home situation. And it made things at school, those things started to cross over and things got weird. And I think those experiences with bullies have affected how I deal with strangers and how other people that I'm not close with and trust, like trusting people and feeling secure and safe with people and different things is definitely affected by this experience. So that being said, chapter 41, bullies. This boy named Louie used to pick on me often. He would terrorize me in class. He picked on me in first grade for not being able to read. I struggled with that skill until fifth grade. And I went to the counseling and special education room and support center often um, to get extra time to do things or just support with skills and especially with reading. Sometimes aides would come to the classroom and work with me too. Um, but that was all triggered by trauma, but it's different. I have another story about that. This guy was a troublemaker. He started coming after me because I would tell on him for doing this dumb stuff to me and the other kids. He would tell us dirty jokes sometimes, and he would also be physically aggressive with us, pushing, tripping, and always saying mean things. Mrs. Weber, my first grade teacher, knew he was a problem and tried to help me and others to avoid him and deal with him without getting in trouble, a.k.a. reacting and making the situation worse. He knew how to push my buttons, always asking if I was going to cry and why I was such a mama's boy. I remember these things so clearly. His mom knew about my mom's bad behavior, and they had friends in common. Louie would tell kids my mom was a druggie and that I was dumb from all the drugs she used to do. He just happened to live in the old brown house a few doors down from my grandma's, which was where all the old drunks would sit around and drink their rotten lives away. And the old story I told you at the beginning of the podcast. He lived there for a while. We used to play a little back then and have a good time, but once we got to school, it was all about being a dickhead to me. I was an easy target. It was simple for him to make fun of me because he knew me and where I came from. I was sensitive about so much. Every year of grade school got worse and worse with him. He was bent on making my life hell, it seemed. Soon enough, the small like kid insults got worse, and he started calling me things worse than Mama's Boy, a snitch, gay, a retard, and a pussy boy. 
and I regret saying these words, but this is the things they said. It was hurtful, and people have to know, like, it was real. This inspired other kids to jump on the bandwagon. Even some mean girls started to make fun of me, and it's funny. They think of Mean Girls the movie, but it wasn't far off. The absolute worst years were third, fourth, and fifth, and they all kind of blend together because of the traumas that I was experiencing at home and at school. In third grade, my mom went off to rehab at some point, and Louie used to tell all the kids about it. He stole my action figures I brought for show and tell one day. He tripped me in the middle of class, and I fell hard and hit my head while the class laughed at me, which it was probably just a few kids, but it seemed like it was everybody. He got in my head. He tried to push my buttons daily, but I was getting better at not firing back for a while. My teacher in third grade was there for me and tried to guide me. She was also my second grade, Mrs. Shefflin, who was my second and third grade. And then first grade was Mrs. Weber, and she helped too. Fourth grade, things took a turn for the worse. And fifth grade. My fourth and fifth grade teachers, Mrs. Brown and Mrs. Stevenson, made the situation worse by saying I was provoking him Louis and would stand up for him at times. And even when it was him making fun of me or physically hurting me or harassing me, somehow I got reprimanded the same or more. They both had found out about my family situation, these teachers, and they hated my mom for it. They took it out on me. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but maybe I'm not. They used to tell me I wouldn't amount to anything and that I had one of the worst attitudes they had ever come across. I felt alone in those classes. This is when I started having stomach aches on a daily basis from the bad treatment from the other kids and from these two teachers. It got so bad after a while that I left school earlier early every day for two weeks so I could get away from the drama. Some kids would stand up for me and they would get picked on too. And I'm pretty sure it's confusing because that's how it feels in my head. So I'm trying to make that clear. And I'm pretty sure the stomach ache thing happened in fourth grade with Mrs. Brown, which it was a fourth and fifth grade class. But then Mrs. Stevenson was my when I was in fifth grade, I was in her fourth and fifth grade class, even though I was in fifth grade. But Mrs. Brown's class was the, the worst. Fourth grade was so bad. Uh, I think I'll use this picture that my grandma would, like, would look at it and tell me this is when I stopped smiling. She said there was a time when I just stopped smiling as much. And she was really sad about that. And I remembered her telling me that. I think it really like resonated when I was in my 20s. And like looking back and starting to like let go of these things. Because I started to figure out how they are affecting me in my present life. Even though it happened when I was a little kid. And they even haunt me now sometimes with writing them. 
is such a release. Um, but yeah, I, that was a trip missing that much school and coming home with a stomach ache. Things got came to a boiling point when Louie attacked me during recess over some trash talking on the basketball court. At some point, I had enough of Louie bullying me, so I started playing hard against him on the playground, especially during games like basketball. After I stole a rebound one day from him and said something smart-ass, he attacked me and started choking me out, and a teacher broke it up. We went to the principal's office right away. He went in first, and I waited outside in the hall. I was so worked up. I thought everything would be fine, except Louie told a big lie and said I had been picking on him, claimed that I had choked him and started to beat him up. Two other kids told the same lie, and the principal called the cops on me. The cop came and started to try and scare me. He said that he was going to arrest me for assault. And then I needed to put my hands behind my back for his handcuffs to go on. That's when I lost it. And I started screaming that I didn't do anything wrong. And I had been the one that got attacked. He was not convinced. That's when Mrs. Weber, my first grade teacher, came running in and told him to take his hands off of me. And that's when she... She told him she needed to talk to him and the principal alone and that I needed to go in the hall. She comforted me first and made sure I was okay and then went behind closed doors. She came out later and said things would be okay and she would come back and check on me. She was the assistant principal at that point and had my back. The cop changes too in a bit, but the principal made me write out the situation on paper for her and the cop to go over with me. They sat me down and asked me about the situation and what I had written. They didn't believe what I had said because those other kids had a story to support Louie and nobody stepped up for me. They talked to me about assault and staying away from Louie and making a plan to fix the problems we had. They threatened to call the cops again if things didn't change. They never called my parents. My family was so pissed when they found out and made a huge deal of it. This led me to start going to the school counselor a few times a week to get help. At some point, they started sitting me down with Louie and another student involved in the bowling so we could talk it out and make progress with our relationships. I remember being so confused. They kept saying it was my fault and that I had to change and make up for these kids. They wanted me to tell them sorry and also to forgive them. The counselor blamed my mom. Louis always got off because his home life was even worse. His mom was a drunk and lived and they lived in poverty. The school felt sorry for him made excuses is what my mom said we had to do role playing and do these weird group discussions about talking about our problems and how to deal with emotions some days i would refuse to do it i would sit there and try so hard not to do anything it was demeaning because we would do this work and some of the times i would try the other kids would just fake it 
And as soon as we got out of there, it was on even 10 times worse. And especially outside of school. And we'll get to that. This counseling was a social, emotional learning I needed, but it was traumatic. I was traumatized from so much. Those boys used to start drama with me outside of school, and it was always somehow got back to the school. This was another reason why I was forced into going to the school counselor, sometimes daily, from things that happened outside of school hours. One weekend, I had pushed Louie end over end off his bike for throwing rocks at me for trying to hang out with some kids he was hanging out with. This mom hadn't seen me from her front door and called the school on me. All the kids ratted me out. He got hurt, but not that bad. Another weekend, I went to a fundraiser event at the high school with some boys my age. It was a capture the flag game where we would throw tennis balls at each other on a battle course with hay bale, forts, and barriers. Louie was watching from the stands and kept hitting me in the back of the head while I was playing with tennis balls. I took it for a while until one hit me in the face when the other kid said my name, and I turned around to a fastball right to the dome. I went into rage mode and ran up to him and pushed him so hard that he flipped backwards off the bleachers and hit his head pretty hard. A mom tried to grab me, and I ran away, hopped on my bike, and rode like lightning home. She called the school and told on me. I did try to hurt him, and it felt so good. I had so much rage inside of me. I thought I had broken his neck and could have cared less. It felt like I couldn't ever get away from the drama. Him and the bully crew were everywhere. Yeah, and that was ruthless. But I, I had taken it for so long. It had been years. This was in fifth grade. It had been building up since first grade. Building and building. And I just started like playing sports and it was helping me deal with stress and really thinking about it when I moved to my dad. So it was one of the biggest things that helped me in that transition was just to play sports way more. I played, I just went back to back to back. I went from football to basketball to baseball, repeat football, basketball, baseball, did that for years and it helped but I didn't really have it back then. So my physical or my emotional rage would build up and physically I didn't have a way to express it. And this guy got the wrath of it, but he had hurt me many times in different ways. Not like shoving me like that. I was a bigger kid, which was weird. He was kind of a little runt and I'd sound like a jerk, but I'll get there. These guys were everywhere, like I said. There were many boys in my fifth and fourth and fifth grade classes that were involved in this gang of type bullying. And at one point, my teacher, Mrs. Brown, had a discussion with the whole class about how people were treating each other. And it wasn't just me, it was other kids in different grades, too, and in other classes getting bullied by kids in our fourth and fifth combined classes plus some of the sixth graders from the years prior that were mixed with us when we were fourth graders in the middle of this mrs brown said i was a silent dragon 
quiet and always pretending like I was a good kid. But deep down, I was a dragon waiting to explode and let the fire out on people. The silent dragon is what Mrs. Brown called me that day and often. She called the other kids out too, but it all seemed like a way to bash me. It came back to me. More and more kids started messing with me over that. Then she had this bright idea. She created a book that the class would use to record negative things and bad citizen moments. It was called the Bad Behavior Book. She used it as a punishment. If we did something to another kid, we had to sign in the Bad Behavior Book while she berated you in front of the whole class. It was a big negative show. I had to sign it more than any other person it felt like. She would also send me to the office at the drop of a dime, which usually led to me being in the counselor's office, Mrs. John. The principal literally told me they were tired of seeing me. She didn't have any patience, but she did have a cozy office with a purple stuffed fish on her couch. I was either being terrorized in class, going to the special ed room, or in the counselor's office for more of third, fourth, and fifth grade. I remember crying a lot and being so embarrassed other kids would see me. The school had this issue about calling my family. They didn't call. My family would find out from me or my first grade teacher, Mrs. Weber, about situations that would go down. It, was, it still makes my grandma sad that she didn't know a lot of the things. I was scared to tell them, too, though. I think the school assumed no one cared since my mom was in rehab at one point, in jail at another, or selling drugs and having bad behavior. Mrs. Weber and Mrs. Shefflin cared and would check in on me often in these other classes and tell those teachers to back off when they could. I remember this time an older girl I had a crush on saw me crying in the hall and asked if I was okay and started crying too because she said she felt bad for never sticking up for me when the other kids went after me. She was really nice to me after that, but still never said a word when things went down. I vividly remember my entire class one day chanting, Mama's boy, Mama's boy, Mama's boy, which is so ridiculous to think about now. I laugh at that, but it got me. I say, thank you, Louie. You helped teach me about shame, man, taking things personally and rudeness. Somehow I ended up writing in the bad behavior book for that one, too. I had to write in the bad behavior book so often, no matter what went down or who was throwing the shade. Once I called the farm girl a jerk for literally being a jerk to me for no reason, and she told me, or told on me, I was shamed by the teacher for being a bad citizen. I wrote the story in the bad behavior book and signed my name for all to see. I almost cried in front of all of them, but stayed strong. It took everything in me not to cry. I was so mad at this girl. This Karen had started the whole situation by pushing my buttons and being rude to me. She had to write it in she had to write it in the book too, but she reveled in it. 
I took it so personally. I couldn't catch a break. It's sad to say this, but I remember more of the trauma than learning math, language arts, social studies, or science. The learning is quick flashes in my mind like a Polaroid picture, snapshots, while the trauma is an old VHS tape playing steadily. It clouds my memories of being a kid. It always feels like something is in the way. The feeling makes me think of the Nirvana song, Something in the Way. Listen to it. Tell me what you feel. I found that feeling in my life, and it was the experience of being bullied and being socially and intellectually excluded. No wonder I struggled with all the basic skills. I was just trying to survive, sometimes trying too hard. It's hard to progress in life when you're going through trauma. And that's something that it took years to learn. And almost it's almost impossible to shake traumas off the past when one is going through traumas in the present. It has been a constant dance of will and perseverance for me. I found the mentality of saying challenges or challenge accepted to tough things in life through this struggle and many more. I wanted nothing more than to overcome it, and that energy has brought me along. My relationships have done the same. They have provided me with security, love, friendship, stability, respect, peace of mind, and support. That is not the case with much of my experience with the outside world. Other people have been a struggle for me, and I've been learning the language of letting that go. Yeah, so my experience socially when I was a kid in the first part of my life was rough. And I it wasn't all them. I had reactions to. I didn't deal with things well either. I was in bad moods. I remember one time thinking... I just I just said I didn't want to talk to anybody the whole day, and I was going to try to use index cards to communicate or something. Epically failed. I just I felt like I couldn't be I couldn't say what I wanted to say because of just the reaction I would get. Because it was always coming from a bad. It was always get to a boiling point. So it was already, they didn't want to hear anything anyway because we had already been in a power struggle of like, go to the office. No, I don't want to go to the office anymore. Or I didn't do anything. This kid just slapped me in the back of the head. Or this kid just said this to me. Or I was just defending myself when I saw them at the fundraiser. They are harassing me. And being told, no, your concerns aren't valid. No, we're not going to do that. No, you're wrong. Just being told no so much when about when in response to feelings you're having, things you need help with, like literal help with, not just dumb, petty kid things. Like these were deeper things, human things I needed help with. And the school failed me. There was good people there and teachers. I get into it more, but grade school failed me in many ways. And 
I struggled so much at home and at school. <coughs> Excuse me. And this week I picked uh, Notorious P.I.G. Biggie Smalls record. Juicy. Because it literally makes me think of this time and some of the things going on. And he says something about he's dedicated to all his teachers that didn't think he'd amount to nothing. And I always thought about my situation and that the cruelty and things I experienced from my teachers. And I can't imagine a black male or a black female or a black person or any person of color and their experience with education and discrimination and all these things. And if just any struggle that's outside of the norm is hard and I just, I relate in struggle and I hear myself in that song so much. And also the part about dedicated all the people called the police on him when he's trying to make money to feed his daughter. It makes me think of my mom selling drugs at our house and how the old cat, hag cat lady across the street would call the cops on us and how her son was one of the cops that was like kind of out to get my mom. It was like the class nerd in Tillamook that grew up to be a cop and get revenge on people. And yeah, song is deep and this was a deep experience, but now I'm working on letting that go. I'm taking the steps to help other people and help myself and let go of the traumas. So happy hunting until next time.